Lead Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. B.C. Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. We're back after a one-week hiatus. Of course, LSU playing in the Texas Bowl bumped us last Tuesday night. So, we are back. Beck Haynes, I know you enjoyed a solid bye week. Oh, you know I love a bye week. Always looking for a bye week. Uh, especially during basketball yeah. season. Yeah. Um, Louisiana Tech off to a great start on the hardwood, 13-3 and overall, now 4-0 in conference play. Uh, four straight wins in conference to open things up. Of course, we'll discuss that. Lady Texers, uh, not off to a great start. 0-3 in conference. USA play swept on the road Oof. by Marshall and WKU. Also lost at home on Sunday to Southern Miss, but... Uh, both the Lady Texters and the Duncan Dogs will be back in action Thursday night. Uh, the men will host Southern Miss while the ladies will hit the road to travel to Hattiesburg against the Lady Eagles, I guess is what they call themselves. There you go. Um, also some scheduling news for the Lady Texters. They have rescheduled. They COVIDed twice last week against UTEP and UTSA. Uh, big time shocker, I tell you, uh, these days. But uh, they have rescheduled their game with UTSA for Monday, January seventeenth. That'll be a home game inside the Tom's Assembly Center. I uh, got the opportunity to speak with both Eric Conkle and Brooke Store this afternoon. Brooke Store uh, main points for her and her team has got to get uh, more offensive. Got to score a few more points. Put a few more points on the board. Uh, satisfied with how things are going defensively uh, and talking with Eric Conkle. Uh, anytime you go out to UTEP and UTSA, uh, can be a snoozer sometimes out on yeah, El Paso, which we're be. familiar with. Uh, pick up a 64-52 win, uh, 79-63 over UTSA on Saturday. Amari Archibald scores a career-high 31 points, 12 of 14 from the field. Uh, Coach Conkle and his staff obviously very satisfied with the results in that one. Uh, Beck, did you hear who I got on the show tonight? Yeah. B. Scott. Our boy, Boston Scott. Uh, Eagles actually prepping to play the Bucks this weekend. It's got to be a little surreal for him. Yeah. I don't know if they've played Tom Brady before, but if you could say that you've played Tom Brady in your lifetime in a football game, pretty cool. I think it's pretty tight. I mean, I'd imagine, how old was Boston when Tom, Tom started playing? I mean, got two, probably. Or probably two or three. Seriously, it's not. Yeah. It's not much. So yeah, it's, it's been a while that Tom's been in the league. So excited to catch up with Boston Scott. What did you uh, What did you think of the seventeen games this year? Did you notice? Um, the one thing that bothered me about it, I didn't have a problem with the extra game. The thing that bothered me the most was hearing the commentators in the NFL 
you know, Cooper Cup's 26 yards away from the all-time right, but receiving it's, But he's got it's an like, extra well, game. Bro, like, he's got an extra game. I know. Like, Big asterisks on all the records. Like, T.J. Watt about to set the all-time sack Like, that's great. But You're going to hear a lot of that because I got game. an extra game. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the aspect of the, talking about the records all that much. You know, we get three, four, five years down the road. All right, I can handle a little bit. We've had a yeah. little time to settle into this puppy. But, no, nah, I'm not. Listen, 17 games, you give me more football. Heck, college football wants to play 27 games. I'm all in. What do you think of the Natty last night? Natty was interesting. Uh, defensive ball game to start. You know, Three quarters. I always love to see the people on the Twitters talk about how boring the game so is. So do I. Like, hey, so if I. you can't appreciate Georgia's defensive line, you got you a problem. You got a problem. Kind of like people who don't like low scoring baseball games. Don't like, can't appreciate a pitcher. I know that, I know that burns you up. I wasn't involved in too many pitchers doing myself. <laughs> Never had one of those low-scoring games, I was, did you? I was prone to giving up the three-run tank every uh, now and again. No, but it was good. I I, uh, I think Alabama was incredibly hurt by having those two receivers be out. Those are 2,000-yard receivers that are making plays on, on downs. That you know, I was surprised at the gap with guys coming off the bench. I thought they'd be a little better. You know? Yeah, I think you could tell some of their inexperience. I don't know. It wasn't a talent issue, more of a timing issue, I would mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if you saw it. Bama's had five guys enter the transfer portal today. Really? Yes. What's that about? Not they good like enough any, to play for the time. I was going to say, no, no, no players. No, nah, Bear Bryant's grandson, oh, Paul, Paul Tyson, a little quarterback action out of Trussellville, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, speaking uh, of the Bryce transfer ain't going portal, anywhere for a while, probably. So. No, Bryce ain't going anywhere. No, uh, going speaking anywhere. of the transfer portal, Louisiana Tech added to its defense on Saturday, Hugh Davis, transfer from Boston College. Tell you what, he looks the part. Uh, yes, he does. Has 13 career tackles, which... Yep. Not great in four years, but... In four years. Correct. Uh, looks like he should be in the WWE. He is yeah. a mammoth Kinda of a man. Sean Oakman a little bit. Remember yes. that guy from Baylor that yes, just looked like, like the Terminator it. and but wasn't really that good? You know, I so. like the reference. Yeah. So, uh, Hugh Davis, uh, be a linebacker, has two years of eligibility remaining. Hey, he plays well. He's going to get something named after him because that's a, that's a, that's like a that name. name. That's a name. Coming Hugh in, Davis. Coming in to take Grubbs' job. Okay. If he can if he can close if he can close to the sidelines a little faster, I'll be all right. Better stay on your P's and Q's scrubs. Hugh Davis is coming in. Uh also got some scheduling news uh today from Louisiana Tech. Uh here's how it works. Yeah. Twenty twenty two Tech was set to that's this upcoming season, which we're looking forward to. Sonny right, Combiera. Right. Uh Baylor game was scheduled to be the season opener. It's been canceled. Um, as has the home game with Baylor in 2023. So just the whole agreement. The first game was supposed to be last year during COVID, correct? Yep. Tech had to COVID that one. That was after the hurricane. Right, right, all right. the players yep. had to sleep yep. in the same building, and they all got COVID and all that. Yeah. So that whole entire series, we'll see you. Uh, Tech will now open its 2022 season on the road at Missouri. Okay. Missouri had an opening when they decided, hey, we ain't going to Murfreesboro, Tennessee to play the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. They bought that agreement out. They called up Eric Wood and the dogs and said, let's lock arms in Columbia, Missouri. Game on. So how does, what is that, does that speak well for Tech? Uh, it's interesting to me. Because Matt, you got dropped on one hand, which you probably got paid. I don't know if you can. Okay, here's the deal. Let, let me speak to that. 
Mac Rhodes, Baylor Athletics Director, went on Sikkim 365 Radio this afternoon. Of course, David Smoke uh, does a tremendous job with that site and his radio show. Uh, actually, he's become a good friend of ours over the last couple of years. He said that Mac Rhodes said basically no money is exchanging hands. This was just an agreement by both sides for the contract to go away. Why? Which is odd to me. It is very odd to me. But if you're looking at it from Louisiana Tech's perspective, and I'm speculating here, I want to make that clear, you have a large chunk of change that you owe Skip Holtz. Baylor's also a top ten program in the country. I'm not saying you're running from Baylor, but I'm saying if you can agree to an additional million dollars that you might not have had from this home-and-home with Baylor... Why not? Yeah, Missouri's not that good. So is Missouri paying tech? Yes, a money game. But presumably no more than what we would have been making at Baylor. Uh we're not we weren't making anything against Baylor. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Why are we why are we playing Baylor? Tech was well, the Baylor series was a two for one. Two games at, at Baylor, Baylor, one, one at Tech. The first game in twenty twenty, I think Tech was set to make five hundred thousand dollars, which when you look at money games it's pennies. Okay. Generally, you make in the range of $1 million. Uh, so now Tech gets an additional money. And like I said, I'm speculating. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you look at Tech's athletic department and the budget, you can always use a little extra coin. Always, always. So that that might be where it came from. We got some uh, different requests into Louisiana Tech to kind of get the details on this agreement. But nonetheless, open the sunny Columbia era at Missouri I'm not saying Tech's I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm not saying Tech's going to win the football game, but I'd like playing Missouri versus a top ten, top fifteen Baylor team. No, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And not again, not running away from this, but first game under new head coach Sonny Cumbie. Uh, I just I don't hate I don't hate it. I don't either. Uh, I don't want a cake game, and this certainly isn't a cake game. But I also don't want to play the top ten team that bad. Probably. I mean, am I wrong for that? Is that is that lame fan excuse? I just, and you know, here's my fear. I've been talking about it all all since Sonny Cumbie got hired, but we're all expecting change with the new head coach and new staff. Oh, and, without a doubt. Yeah. So the first or second three and out that happens, like I, I hear Tech fans already just groaning, you know. And I'm hope hopeful <laughs> that we've bought some time just with just. No, no we're not. Me, no. Most people should realize that it takes a little while to get in sync and get everything installed, no, and better be ready to go snap yeah. one. That's my fear, Ben. It's my real fear. So, do I mind playing someone that... Listen, Missouri finished 6-7 and seven this year. Uh, I was reading some of the Missouri message boards today, and they were set to open the year, like I said, at Middle Tennessee and at Kansas State in Week 2. Apparently, in the Big 12, you like to play seven home games. Now they get seven home games. Uh, Eric Wood talked in the release. They're looking to get back to six home games every year at Louisiana Tech, which is understandable. This will be the lone exception. But 2023, they're looking to get an additional opponent for that Baylor game that was dropped. But Missouri fans, they're like, listen, we needed the extra home game. We're going to be young. We're going to be inexperienced. And you know what, Beck? I started licking my lips. Did you? Yeah. Why not? Listen, don't... Hey, Tech traditionally plays pretty well in their first game of the season. Missouri, Illinois, Virginia, you get my drift. Those are the Power 5 programs I want to play. Right. 
Uh, Clemson, like we're playing in 2022, um, might not be a little. Hey, harsh. I might have played them this year, early in the year. Tech against Clemson. Let me tell you this with Ugalelele. Ugalelele. I didn't look at this until this morning. Awful. Nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. That's not this good, year. Ben. But hey, whoever agreed for Louisiana Tech to travel to Clemson, worst scheduling agreement in the history of Louisiana Tech athletics. Is that T Mac? Yeah. The, the, why? Yeah. Why? Why go to Clemson? Hey, it's a big name, Ben. It's a big name. They won the Natty a few years ago. Why go to Death Valley? It makes no sense. How much are we getting paid for that game? Uh, better be like seventy-two million. That's not public knowledge. It is, but I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head. No, okay. But listen, I, I, stack on. I absolutely hate that Louisiana Tech is traveling to frickin' Clemson. We ain't recruiting the state of South Carolina. You're right. It, like, Dabo ain't gonna cut us no mercy. Like, oh, just can't stand that agreement. <laughs> Can't stand that agreement. Coming up in the next, Matt says all about getting paid. Matt, it's all about getting paid. You ain't lying. Unnamed texter said T.J. Watt played 15 games, one fewer than Strahan did when Strahan broke the single season sack record in 2001. So shove it, Ben. Uh, I get it, but he's still had an extra opportunity to get what I'm saying. I mean, not really. Uh, to heal up, sure. We're going to tell Dunkin' Dogs start to conference play coming up in the next segment, 630. Take a look back at the 2021 NFL season. Got some stats here for the former Bulldogs that are in the NFL. 645. Who knows what else we'll get into. Boston Scott, of course, coming up at 7 o'clock. Uh, Tech is getting $1.1 million for the Clemson games. Unnamed Texter says, you don't care about losing an opportunity to play Baylor and Ruston. No, I absolutely do. I, I think that, that that's the big thing to me that I don't understand at this point. $1.1 million for Clemson game. Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand about getting out of the Baylor agreement. That would have been a huge home game with a fantastic crowd. Uh, from, hey, listen, it's early. Digging deeper to figure out what happened in terms of that. Uh, Matt also says, remember when Michael Strahan, or Brett Favre gifted Strahan that sack? Yeah. Now Michael Strahan's on Good Morning America with Stetson Bennett. <laughs> National champion. I don't even know if Stetson Bennett was there. Think Bennett, he was there, but I don't think, think he Bennett's was there. think Bennett sobered up yet? Gosh. Why do you not cancel that? Like, that was embarrassing. It. it was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Let's go ahead, take our first time out. You're listening to Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. We'll be right back after this. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, two pre-owned lots, 
local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. Get us on the hotline or text line. We'd love to hear from you, BC. Beck Gaines, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Matt says Stetson Bennett was high. Listen, Take that. Take the Good Morning America interview with Stetson Bennett away. I didn't really like his post game interviews as well. No, he's not a real likable guy. Turned like, into a me guy in a hurry. Yeah, and I mean, I think and I get he's got the chip on his I shoulder do, because everybody it. doesn't trust him. It's like, well, you. I mean, you're not just unbelievable. Okay. Well, here's the deal. You're he not was, real likable either. No, he was like, I wasn't gonna lose lose that game, bro. You were the reason y'all were losing. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, I know Tate's cut the guy some slack, but I'm not cutting Stetson Bennett the fourth some slack, knowing that his bros now, back at the what frat I, house are chugging PBRs during the game. What did I tell you? Which, you know, it bums me out for people like, you know, the good guy, which I don't know Bryce Young, but I do like his demeanor. You don't oh, like him. I couldn't stand Bryce Young's demeanor. I don't Young's get that. Demeanor. Like, you just don't like that he's not like a killer or something? What, what he just looks soft. What about composed? Uh, maybe. How are you soft? But holy win? cow. How do you win I, the Heisman and be soft? I like, hope you're composed when you're throwing to John Mechie and Jamison Williams. It's a little easier than throwing to whoever else across yeah, the country. I like, I can be composed. I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, Stetson just doesn't do it for me. Uh, he's got, I told you last night, he's got some real Josh Rosen vibes. Where you think you're the man, and then you get to the league, and you just get dominated. Is that, Tabes, am I on the money? Am I on the absolute money, or what? I think you're spot on right there. <laughs> Listen. He's the guy that says, oh, the team's made 37 mistakes in front of me. Like, no, the they thing. didn't, bro. Here's the thing, though. They made a mistake. The guy that drafted you made a mistake. <laughs> Here's what he got that Rosen doesn't have. A brain? <laughs> a drive that will live in immortality in the state of Georgia. Do you think the drive that he had after the fumble back, will, like Tabe said, will be remembered forever? I mean, he was good. He made three throws, and one of them was a free no, play. That drive was better than good. That drive Tra- was Tabes, a it was three drive. plays, and one of them was free. That's all that mattered. Tabe, it was matter. three plays, and one of them was free. One of the guys was wide open. You you convince a Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. to win. They absolutely did, but I'm not going to. 
I'm not gonna go to make go to make and tell Don Earl that he can't buy Stetson a beer. Don Earl, he can buy all the beers you want. Don Earl's buying a beer for Stetson. Don Earl Johnson and George is buying Stetson a beer when he sees him at the local pub. Ben, here's the deal. One-on-one Water free hole. play, and your receiver makes an unbelievable no, catch, great catch against a, a bench-warming okay. DB. Listen to this. That kid that made the catch for Georgia on that play, A.D. Mitchell, he's a freshman. Okay, Good for him. No, no, but here's how he ended up at Georgia. He was at Tennessee Okay, on his recruiting visit. He recorded his commitment video to Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt, the former coach at Tennessee, after they record the video, found out that the kid had diabetes and said, you can't come here. Uh-uh. Yes. And that's how he ended up. That kid's going to be in the league. That defines Jeremy Pruitt's tenure in Tennessee to a freaking T. Oh, my goodness. Mitchell's looked the part. And he's a stud. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He made a great catch against a DB no, that did. didn't turn around, but still. One the on catch one. that George Pickens made down the middle of the field was incredible. Yeah, that was pretty too. good, too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Keely Ringo that made the pick six at the end. Can we get a D-back in Rustin named Keely Ringo? Uh, just yeah, somebody. Don't think, no, <laughs> don't, don't think he's coming. A DB that can catch. Don't think he's coming to Rustin. Yeah. I don't either, Tabes. Uh, Unless Peck, he's passing through on the way to training camp. Peck, I posed this question the morning on the, this morning on the air. It is a it's a national interstate, Dave's. <laughs> it yeah, could tapes. happen. It could happen on the tapes. way to Georgia. It could happen. Uh, he's from Arizona, so uh, probably driving right down. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: Coming out of the national championship, twenty twenty one season, it's in the books. We talk a lot about the transfer portal, and listen, it, it dominates the headlines. Kirk Herbstreet talks a lot about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, the state of college football, the health of college football, trending up, trending down. This was the lowest-rated national championship, excluding last year, which was obviously during the heart of COVID. The lowest rated national championship since 2005. You want my answer? Yeah. It's 100% trending downward. 100%. All this NIL deal that makes it more like, the, which right or wrong, whether you agree that that should be happening or not, there's a large group of people that liked college because they felt like it was still pure and felt like it was still just guys working hard to be on the field. And not that that's not happening, but... They don't like the NFL, and now to them, the college is basically the NFL. Another thing. The transfer portal's hurt. NIL. NIL is hurt. Bama dominating every year. You got it's Nobody wants it to be the best, the biggest schools with the most money win. That's not what, that's not what makes college football great, in my opinion. I agree. It's the way it is, and it's just, it's just life. It's economics. It's I, life. I thought there was a telling point, and we, we've talked a lot about the, the potential – split as far as the Power Five going on its own. Um, the commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey, came out, and he's, you know, they've t- been talking about expanding the playoff for, like, since August. Like, they, they can't get it done. They can't agree. A bunch of idiots get in a room, and they don't agree on anything. They go back home. Like, they're spending our money to fly up to wherever they meet. And they don't get nothing done, but I'm sure they eat well. Um, he said, listen, I'm the commissioner of the SEC. We get two teams in every year. He said, it don't matter to me if the college football playoff 
expands. It don't matter. Like, we get two teams in every year. He said, but for the health of college football, for the intrigue, we need more teams. And I go back to... You can't have a team losing in September and their season being over. I agree. But I'm going back to my point about the Power Five splitting off. It ain't going to be 65 Power Five teams, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They can't even come to an agreement on a 12-team, an 8-team, a 16-team, a 64-team playoff. If anything splits, it's 25 teams. It's 30 teams. It's an NFL model, to be honest with you. Can't have a December madness. And I'm not even, like, I don't even know if that'd be a bad thing, to be honest with you. You can't add six games to people's schedule. No, listen, let those 25 teams take off, go play themselves year after year after year. They'll get tired of it, and that's fine. We'll watch them, I'm sure. We'll cheer for Alabama, and we'll say, well, Alabama's still beating, uh, you know, they're still beating Mississippi State or whoever decides to go with them. Michigan still can't handle Georgia. Like, we'll discuss it. USC's still irrelevant. But I wonder... If the leftover 105 teams would get college football back to... And listen, I'm not saying I don't like college football. But I wonder if it would get back to, like you said, that love of the game feeling to it. And I'm not saying players shouldn't make NIL money. You know, I kind of hate that there's... I mean, I kind of hate that those guys are going... Like, the number top five recruits are going to Jackson State because of money. Like, yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know the solution. The other thing is, let's just call it like it is. The reason college football, first of all, I, I would, I bet you could look and you, and with almost certainty, I could say when there's a rematch in a college, in the ball playoff, the play, ratings drop. Yeah, the ratings just drop. I Same agree. thing happened with Alabama and Clemson. I agree. But the thing that's keeping college football afloat is gambling. Like that's what yep. you take gambling away. Can you imagine like what it would be now? Like oh. so many people. Oh, this you, is, it's the California problem. There's too much to do. Well, Beck, why do you watch college football on Tuesday night between Akron and Norville? Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. Ex- Dad, I'm sorry. You raised a degenerate. What? That's what I do on Tuesday nights. I want it to radio. 12.50 on Akron minus three at Northern Illinois in the snow in late Every November. Every single week. Just throwing Papa Haynes under the bus. I'm sorry, Dad. I think he knows. I've talked about it before. Colin says, Bryce Young said, I have always been overlooked and doubted after he won the Heisman. That's all I had to hear to not like that guy. It reminds me of Joe Burrow, signs with Ohio oh. State and says he's an underdog. Uh, Colin says, make the top 25 recruits go to Louisiana Tech every year and college football be fixed. Heck, are we trying to get a hill turn from BC over here? Snowing everybody under the just, bus. He just don't like anybody. Doesn't like anybody. Uh, Brett says it. College football is trending down. I can't wait for how some of these contracts get settled and lawsuits get filed. Plus, once you start openly throwing money around, it won't take long for the lizard legislators to get involved. Now, listen, I saw yesterday, and I don't know how much money they're going to raise, but UTSA launches their NIL program. Listen up, bro. UTSA does. Like, ain't nobody want to go play right. for some Orange and Navy birds in San Antonio inside the Alamo Dome that don't even have good air. Offensive line is getting a $100 gift card to Outback every week, okay? Yeah. Like, every week. God. You can get a haircut at sports clips. And you know, the, again, I have no solutions to any of this, but the second either. week of college football, you got Alabama playing 
Tech Drive State. I don't know. Yeah. yeah like, nobody cares. No, week 13, Bama's playing New Mexico State, and it's like, holy cow. And go- if you got a system set up where Bama loses two games and then several hundred thousand people don't care anymore, like, it's an issue. It's an issue. It's an issue. But uh, again, no clue how to fix it. You, Not a single clue. You know me, though. I'm a college guy over a pro guy. You lean pro to college. I lean pro to college. A lot of people lean pro to college. I can at least get a little consistency in the NFL. That's like, true. Like, I, I don't feel like, I mean, you got you got franchises that are down the dumps, i.e. the Jaguars, my gosh. But, you, whoa, for the most part, like anybody, I mean, the Jaguars beat the Colts. Let me ask you this, though. When Nick Saban retires, does college football immediately have more parity? Oh. Is Nick Saban the problem? I think the, the end of the year does. Is Nick sure. Saban the problem? There'll be another one. Is the five foot well, you six say, you say no because they lost. They'll be better, be better. They lost last night. I mean, it, they're not a guarantee as Don't much ha- as we think. Nah, Beck, they played for a national championship like nine times in 13 years. Uh-uh, no. You don't got to tell me I was there. You were there. I was there. Wow. didn't realize you were up in Indianapolis. <laughs> wow. Well, now like Beck said, we don't have any answers. Oh, no, not a clue. We can tell you the problems, but we don't not have a clue. Not a clue how to solve it. Hey, here's the deal. As long as it's on TV, I'm watching it. Yeah, there ain't I, no may, doubt. I may whine about it. There ain't no doubt. I may think it's stupid. There ain't no doubt. But guess what? I'm watching it. I'm <laughs> yes. tweeting about it. Oh, I'm yes. talking about it on a radio show. I'm talking about they got Bennett being terrible until he wins it ben, all. They got me right where they want me. They got me. <laughs> Mark Emmert, you're winning the battle. We're just a bunch of little peasants here in Ruston, Louisiana. You listen to Bleed Take Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, ring in the new year with a new fave, the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's got chunks of Oreo cookie goodness, fudge pieces, and just the right amount of mocha all blended into DQ's world-famous soft serve. Looks like your morning coffee just got a whole lot tastier. Grab the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. It's NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, and your exclusive home for the NFL playoffs on the radio is right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Starting Saturday at 3 o'clock, it's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday night. It is a battle of AFC East rivals, the Bills hosting the Patriots. Then on Sunday at noon, Tom Brady, the defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers host 
the Philadelphia Eagles. At 3 o'clock on Sunday, it's a matchup of two of the NFL's most historic teams, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Finally, the late game on Sunday night at 7, it is the high-powered Kansas City Chiefs hosting Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then on Monday night, the first-ever Monday night NFL playoff game, the Rams host the Cardinals. All of it right here in your home for sports. Sports Talk 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC Beck and John Tabor. Off to a raging start on this Tuesday night. Dunkin' Dogs 13-3, 4-0 in Conference USA play. Getting set to host Southern Miss Thursday night. It's a 6 p.m. tip-off. On CBS Sports Network, looking back the last couple of weeks, uh, Louisiana Tech defeated Marshall in its conference home opener, 79-56. But I want to talk about the Western Kentucky game. Um, Very tough matchup for the Dogs. Uh, Western Kentucky center, Jamarian Sharp, uh, I think you had touched the old ceiling here. In the Sports Talk 97.7 studios at seven foot five, and they sit him back there in their little Rick Stansbury zone defense, uh, protect him a little bit. I think he played 38 minutes against Louisiana Tech at seven foot five. It shouldn't even be possible. Um, but Hilltoppers had a 17 point lead in the second half. Beck Haynes, what was your comment <laughs> after Cameron Justice knocked down a three ball to go up 17? It felt like a dagger. It felt a little bit like a dagger. It felt like a dagger. Not going to sit here and lie to you. Uh, I'll be honest. I went to the grocery store down like 12 with like three minutes to go. Yeah. Listen. And then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up and I was sitting there holding my Bluebell ice cream feeling like an idiot. Birthday cake flavor. No. Oh, okay. Uh, Tech finishes the game on an 18-5 to run. And to be quite honest with you, the oddities of this game... It never felt like it. Like I said, Tech finished the game on an 18-5 run, but it didn't feel like an 18-5 run. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never got the feeling within the Thomas Assembly Center, like, here they come. It kind of just happened. Uh, you know, Kobe Williams scores eight points in the final minute, final 54 seconds, I think. He hits the game-tying three with 15.4 seconds remaining, and Keiston Willis immediately fouls because he didn't know the score. No. And I, I thought it was interesting following the game, Malcolm Butler, of course, voice of the Dunkin' Dogs, interviewing Coach Conkle, and he asked Coach Conkle what he told the team. And he, after Willis fouled, obviously didn't know the score. And he said, guys, this is what they do in Europe. Like, that's why, that's why Keiston fouled. He said, we want the ball last. <laughs> Really? Apparently, that's how. I they, mean, it, it kind of worked. You wonder it worked out if great. they didn't had done that. Yeah, that I was know. a weird way to say that. You wonder if they hadn't done that, what would have happened? A beautiful mistake, maybe. I don't know. We'll take w. A, I'll take a dub. Uh, Cameron Justice, eighty percent free throw shooter, only makes one of two. Tech goes back down. Pound the ball inside to Kenny Lofton Jr. Lofton gets to the foul line. He makes two free throws with just over five seconds remaining. 
Uh, Davion McKnight misses a three-point attempt as time expired. Louisiana Tech survives. I fully expected that to go in, by the way. Oh, I did too. I just thought it was going in. No, I was sitting with a buddy inside the tack, and I was like... Oh, you got friends. A couple. And I was like, Tech's about to lose this game. I was like, we've (laughs) seen this happen too many times. And luckily, it clanged off the rim... That was, a, I mean, that was protecting a, a how long win streak, home game win streak. Was like, a, a I think it's up it. to seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Uh, if you had a that long of a win streak, and we know how good Tech's been at home over the last ten years now, would you talk about that with your team? Eric Conkle was asked that today, and he said they never mention it. No, I don't think you do, and it's it's I don't know. I mean. <laughs> He said they speak more in generalities as far as I think every team wants to protect this house. Exactly. Protect this house. Yeah. Exactly. Under Armour style. Just like Under Armour. Yeah. He says they talk about playing hard on your home floor, protecting your home floor, playing hard for your home crowd, playing hard for the people that support you, things of that nature more than guys we've won X amount of games at home. We you gotta s- get the next one. You certainly don't want to add pressure on yourself, yeah. but nobody likes to lose and you really don't like to lose at home. So, I think there's just a little understood competition there, you know? Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, again, 17-point deficit in the second half is incredible. That's, a, mean, that's a big comeback you, win. That's it, one that you lean a on team. a little later in the season. And no, be like, absolutely. Guys, we're down 10. Oh, yeah. We've overcome 17. We're good. No, I, I agree. And, you know, you, you go on the road following that the following week this past week to UTEP. Uh, listen. The trip to El Paso is never easy. And UTEP's in a rebuilding year. Joe Golding, the new head coach, came over from Abilene Christian. To be quite honest with you, UTEP's not very good. No. Um, hey, they're in the ACC, though. AAC, no, they're not. They're staying in the USA. No, what, what am I thinking of? UTSA? Yeah. This is UTSA. We lost both of those road games. No, we won them. No, oh, you're talking about football. this year? Yes. Yeah, just lumped, lumped them all together. Uh, lost by like 50 at home to UTSA, <laughs> but you get the point. Yeah. Uh, it's a long trip out there, and it was a small crowd. It, neither t- it was one to nothing at the first TV timeout. Uh, nothing was falling. Tech gets hot, went on like a twenty to four run, led by sixteen at the half, forty one twenty five. The point guard for the Miners, Bianami, had twenty of their first twenty five. I think he scored twenty eight in the game. Um, if you watch the game, it's a 9 p.m. local time tip here in Ruston. And about midway, maybe three-quarters of the way through the first half, into the second half, like, Tech just looked tired. Like, to be – I'm talking, like, sucking wind. And uh, there's a little elevation in El Paso. I don't know if that has a lot to do with it. It's a long trip, like I said. It's dry over there, you it's know. a little dry, a little cactus out there in the desert. Um you know, shots weren't falling. UTEP's defending, especially on the perimeter, uh, really getting in the old grill. Uh, I asked Eric Conkle today, and he said, listen, I don't know if we were tired, but he said, I was, he said, we were lethargic. I mean, they turned, Tech turned the ball over 19 times in that game. Uh, you got late, under five minutes to go. UTEP had closed the deficit down to six. Lofton Jr. hadn't played well all night. He only shot 36% from the field, I think, for the entire road trip. He goes layup, put back for a score, steal, fast break Kobe Williams and one in a four-possession stretch to stretch the lead back out to 13. And it's like, 
you look at plays like that that he makes in a game where he's not playing that well offensively, and like that that's the dude. Like you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like game on the line, like it ain't happening tonight. I, I think the reference on the bleed tech blue message board was we ain't skip holtz in this one. Right. That, that's what Kenny Lofton Jr. said. And he finished that game eighteen rebounds, career high. You fast forward to Saturday against UTSA. They play in a high school gym, like to be honest. Did you see the picture of the opposing Awful. team's locker room? Awful. Beck, I had a nicer locker room in middle school. Awful. It was built in 1842. Like, it was ridiculous. Uh, there's like 74 people in the stands. Heard some rumors like the sound system don't work very much in the convocation center. Shocker, you play in an auditorium. Do, do sound systems ever work in auditoriums? They no. cleared the lunch tables out for the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cleared the little circle seats. You know what I'm talking about? Took the ham sandwiches that were left on the floor, picked them up, played hoops. Tech comes out, they play extremely well, shoot 14 of 28 from three. Archibald goes 6 of 6 from downtown, scores 31 points. Holy cow, Kobe Williams goes 5 of 8 from deep, 79-63. Kind of cruise to a victory. Lofton Jr., an, uh, another great performance. I think he had 12 points, 16 rebounds, career high, 5 assists. He's the best player in Conference USA. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, what I love about him is, is he just, you know, it, I think he's unselfish. Well, fans typically they're looking at like I have the tendency to do this too. I just look at this like look at his stat line and yeah, I see rebounds. That's great, but look at his score. But I'm like he like you said he may be like I, this, it ain't working tonight. And but I'm gonna do everything I can win in other else. Ways. I can win in other ways. Yeah. And and he's unselfish. He doesn't throw a pity party about himself because nope. he's not f- shots aren't falling. Uh, just a guy you want on your team. He's man. a winner. He's a winner. I take that guy all day over somebody that's 25 points. On a 500 Two, team. Three games out of five. Like, yeah. yeah. I just, oh. No, he, he's a winner. And, and I think, too, you look at the start. And he hits con- his free throws late. Where's the Tech fans about that? Yeah. Did, hey, they, did they chime in? Yeah, where, yeah. Eric Cockle taught him how to shoot free throws. But the big storyline for me through these first four games of conference play, Kobe Williams. He shot the ball terribly in, the, in non-conference play. I'm talking awful shooting from the field. I'm going to pull the stats up here in a sec. Shot the ball really, really bad. And ever since conference play has started, the dude has figured it out. And when Kobe Williams is on his game, Tech's a different team. Non-conference play, Kobe Williams shot 36% from the field, 16% from the three-point line. He averaged 20 against Marshall in Western Kentucky. Four rebounds, two assists, was named Conference USA Player of the Week. He followed it up against UTEP and UTSA, 16 points a game, two and a half assists, two rebounds. In four games in conference play, 18 points a game, shooting 57% from the field and 46% from three. You want to win a conference championship come March? That's what's got to That's what they need from Kobe Williams. He's that third or fourth scorer that can get you some buckets, knock down some open shots from the perimeter. That's who he is. Oh, no, BC, those numbers aren't a third or fourth score. Yeah. But but I'm saying that's what this t- that's that's all they need from him, though. He's been better than that, but that's icing on the cake. Give me 13 points a game, shoot 40% well, those from those kind three. of numbers, you can get 30, 32 a game out of your backcourt between he and Willis. Mm-hmm. And Archibald, too. Listen, Archibald... 
six for six from three is pretty nice. Probably not happening every night. Shooting forty percent from three for the year, for the freaking year. Like sign me up, Deltona, Florida. The fifth year senior. Wow. By the way, this is the team you need to watch. Uh, if Isaiah Crawford was healthy, of course Crawford had his knee surgery on Thursday. Sounds like he's doing well. If this team had Isaiah Crawford. Sweet 16 team, Tate. Sweet 16. Now, I'm telling you, they're that good, I think. They are. I, I think that. Uh, Cockle doesn't get a lot of credit because he's, he's quiet. quiet. Yeah. And I think quiet coaches get a bad rap sometimes. You know what, BC, before we go to break, I want to give some love to the X Man, too. Uh, no, ultimate team guy. You talk Tate. about he's glue. A glue. senior leader. Yep. Then does all the dirty work. Calls out the plays. Three times. Calls team out defensive captain. assignments. Yep. Hey, that doesn't matter to you though. Team captain doesn't mean nothing. Oh, <laughs> doesn't mean nothing. Let me uh, let me rewind back to He's when the J-Mar. Of the captain. He mm-hmm. is. No, he is. Tapes. You don't show up in the box score. They don't. But you look at you. You flip a box score open against you. Hedge, hedging out on screens, little things like that. That yep. That make the difference in a possession defensively. Setting screens on the offense, knowing where guys need to roll to. Yep, those things matter. Oh, they, they like I said, they don't show up in a box score, uh, averaging about four points a game. You know, dishing out a couple of assists, shooting thirty five percent from three in twenty four minutes a game. But you, you look at the senior from Hot Springs, Arkansas. You have to love what he brings to the table. The, the other day against UTSA, three points, five assists, a block, doesn't turn the ball over. Playing a small ball four at, what, 6'4"? Like, just doing his job. Being a team guy. Hmm. Imagine Gotta, that. Hey. Imagine that. Imagine that. I love a good team guy. Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. We come back for the break. Former Bulldogs in the NFL in 2021. You're listening to Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatterload, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We had 11 former Bulldogs see action in the NFL this year. Not too shabby. Not bad. Um, where do you want to start? Work our way up from least, least played to most played. Least played, Jeff Driscoll. Okay. The Texans. Uh, did you see the honor that he got, though? No. Uh, so, Jeff Driscoll actually mid-year made the switch from quarterback to tight end. I didn't. I remember that, but I never followed up on that. Uh, played some special teams in a game or two, ended up breaking his collarbone. No. Yes, unfortunately. But uh, the Texans organization gives out an award, and he won the award for like most involved within the community with his foundation. So, pretty cool. Honor for well, Jeff Driscoll. Off the field work, not a lot of on the field work. Got you. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, but that'll keep you around. That'll will it? Does that matter in the NFL? Yeah, I, I think that's a big deal as far as what you do off the field. Really? Um, moving on, you want to look at Trent Taylor, our boy Trent, Trent Taylor. Taylor. Got, got a little, little uh, visited a little practice squad, then a little game squad. Yep, got a little playoff game this weekend. Did Bengals play, and Raiders. Did he, did he play? Or he's going to play. He's going to play. End of the year, two catches, 41 yards. Oh, 41 yards more than me. Um, also had seven punt returns. Uh, Average about 10 yards a return. Okay, not bad. Not too shabby. Not bad for Trent Taylor. He's uh just wrapped up his fourth year in the NFL. So fifth do, year in the NFL. Do, uh, what's it called? Uh, fair catches? They don't count against that? Stat? No. Okay. No. All right, cool. Uh, so he played in four games this year. Uh, shifting to Jordan Mills. How about Jordan Mills? How about him? Playing for the Saints? Saints. Got some action for the Saints this year at right tackle. They had all sorts of injuries. Played in 10 games for the Saints. Made three starts. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, had some games where he played all 70 snaps against the Cowboys, all 61 snaps against the Bucks, all 58 snaps Against Carolina, played uh, 43 snaps against the Falcons on Sunday. So, Jay Mills has now been in the league since 2013. Good for him. Uh, Not a bad little check every year if you retired right now. No. I need to find that out. How much? Um, Justin Jellybean Ellis just wrapped up year eight in his NFL career with the Baltimore Ravens. Played in all 17 games for the Ravens. Uh, of course, the six foot two, 350-pound nose tackle uh, was playing about 30 40% of the snaps okay. for the Ravens this year at nose tackle in their base defense. He's a two-down player at this point in his career. Um, had one quarterback hit on the year. Okay. Got got to respect that for our boy Jelly Bean Ellis. Looking elsewhere at some of the other... Numbers for the Dogs, uh, Milton Williams finished his season with 27 tackles, five tackles for loss, also had two passes defended. 
Milton Williams, did you watch that game? Was that Saturday night? No, but I remember you you commenting that you think he's going to be a player. Uh, dude, they were raving about him on the broadcast. Were they? Yes, he played really, really well. I had two two sacks as well this year uh, for the Eagles. I think he's going to be a – you know, when you're a third-round pick, I think you know those are the guys that kind of make rosters uh, for teams, and he's a guy that they're going to heavily rely on going forward. Uh, for a young Philadelphia team that's kind of looking to make their mark, uh, of course, they're into the playoffs. We'll talk with Boston Scott here in a little bit, but uh, they'll travel to Tampa Bay this weekend. So a good rookie season for Milton Williams. Looking at Jalen Ferguson, former Bulldog defensive end. Uh, Ferguson played in 10 games this year, only had six tackles, didn't have any sacks. Kind of a, a letdown year for Mr. Ferguson, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh Probably roster spot in question entering 2022, the final year of his rookie deal. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Amik Robertson for the Raiders. Uh, Amik got a lot of playing time early in the year when the Raiders had some injuries. Ended up playing in 10 games, started two games, finished with 19 tackles. Uh, towards the end of the year, especially in that last game against Los Angeles week prior as well, he was inactive. Uh, so as he enters year three in the league, uh, it'll definitely be a big year for our boy Amik. Are you surprised at the lack of success that he's had after the college career that he had? Uh, I mean, we knew he was small, you know. I mean, that, that's that's always a concern. I, I think uh, I don't think anybody expected him to to go start playing year one or two and dominating i mean i think he's he's going to be a guy that hopes he can stick around for three or four years and develop a little bit um you know we, we always talked about his drive and his passion his competitiveness well that's the nfl everybody's got yeah, that yeah. so uh he's that got, doesn't set you apart no, he anymore. doesn't and he had he had some he had some decent plays he had some plays where you could tell he was young um my hope for him is that he he finds a good fit for a team that likes him. He's got to find a way to get on the field on a special teams role. Yeah. Like you got to be a good gunner on the punt yeah. coverage team. You know some of those things if you're going to extend your career. <laughs> Xavier Woods just finished up year five, his first year in Minnesota, a monster year. Started all seventeen games for the Vikings, 108 tackles, three interceptions, ten passes defended, two forced fumbles, and one sack for the West Monroe product. Uh, I would imagine they'll re-sign him in Minnesota. Yeah, he's had, he's had a phenomenal year. That's borderline Pro Bowl. Numbers, yeah, that, that's a stellar year for a safety. I mean, there, there ain't no denying that. Uh, looking at Vernon Butler, Louisiana Tech's most recent first-round pick, just finished up year six of his career in Buffalo. Uh, he was injured at times, only played in ten games along that Buffalo defensive line, of course, in the second year of a two-year $16 million deal. Uh, finished with 11 tackles, had one quarterback hit. Uh, outside of that, he didn't do a whole lot. Of course, it's a really good Buffalo Bills defense. They're getting set to host the Patriots this weekend. Looking at our boy from Minden, Louisiana, Legeria Sneed, played in 15 games for the Kansas City Chiefs in year two of his career. He's probably been the one with the most success early on, would you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, Wood started a lot early yeah, in his career true. in Dallas, but uh, I mean, Sneed's gotten the most buzz. I get, and I some of that may be due with good how, how good chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he okay. finished with seventy six tackles, seven tackles for loss, two interceptions, 
Eight passes defended, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Pretty good. Uh, he solidified himself as a starting defensive back on the defense, don't you think? In the NFL, oh yeah, he's a he's a starting nickel. There there ain't no denying that at this point in his career, he's going to have a long NFL career because he can play the nickel, he can play in the slot. He's big as well at six foot. Um, and when you got big the, at six foot, how about that? True. And when you got Honey Badger in your corner, I know he's got to be fun to play with. He has to be Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles running back. Of course, we got Boston coming up here. In a few minutes, played in 16 games, made four starts for the Eagles, had a 100 offensive touches for the Eagles, nearly 500 yards from scrimmage, seven total touchdowns for Boston. Career That's a career high. high. Yep, career high. Yep. Seven touchdowns for our boy Boston Scott. They love him on the goal line, which is surprising to me because he's so little, little chicken nugget. But they love him. He's hey, shifty. He Got to shoot a gap. Can't see him. You know who don't like. You. you know who don't like to see Boston Scott. Who? The Giants. Owns yeah, no guys. doubt, he owns them. A number. But of, who doesn't own the Giants? Uh, good point. They fired Joe Judge today. They fired so he obviously everybody. Judged. Yeah, they, they all gone. Need to fire Daniel Jones as well. So <laughs> looking at Bulldogs that will be playing in the playoffs this weekend. Of course, Vernon Butler with the Buffalo Bills. They'll host the New England Patriots. Legarius Sneed and the Kansas City Chiefs. Will smoke the Pittsburgh Steelers and Meek Robertson and the Raiders on the road at the Bengals. Uh, we mentioned Boston Scott and Milton Williams. They will travel with the Eagles on the road to Tampa Bay. And then, of course, Trent Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals will host the Las Vegas Raiders. You think Trent Taylor likes playing with Joe Burrow? Oh, got to. How would you not? Should, we should have got Trent Taylor on and we asked him got if Joe he's Burrow better than Jamar Chase. Yeah. Talk about I'll be I'll you color me shocked that Jamar Chase is as good as he is. I did not Are you think surprised? that I where Beck was wrong. I was wrong about Jamar Chase. You didn't think he'd be that good. I was I thought I hated that he set out, but I get it. And I just thought there's no way. And then his preseason, you know, couldn't, couldn't catch, catch the ball. football. You know, had lines it doesn't have lines on it like it did in college, so it's a little <laughs> tough to see it. But my gosh. And you had him on your fantasy team. It's the only reason you didn't lose. Uh, you had Joey B and Jamar Chase, who at the end of the year dude was came through phenomenal. Dog. I'm not even going to finish that word. What did you say? Phenomenally. Phenomenally. Oh. Yeah. Is that, that a word? Yeah. Late in the show. Can't be using big words. Uh, that is a very good point. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Boston Scott will join us. Philadelphia Eagles running back. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, DQ fans. Ring in the new year with a new fave, the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's got chunks of Oreo cookie goodness, fudge pieces, and just the right amount of mocha all blended into DQ's world-famous soft serve. Looks like your morning coffee just got a whole lot tastier. Grab the Oreo Mocha Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. 
Get your edge on local and regional sports with The Edge on Sports Talk Radio. Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln brings you the 7 to 8 a.m. hour Monday through Friday. It's local regional sports talk with an edge on Sports Talk Radio. I'll never forget that moment. Never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. It started with a phone call. I got the text when I was at work. My first call ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it, the real deal. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires, how they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going out with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Discover what it means to be a citizen soldier, to serve locally as well as globally. Look into the benefits including career skills and money for college. Take a moment. Go to NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor joining us on the hotline. Former Louisiana Tech running back, current Philadelphia Eagle, Boston Scott. Boston, how we doing tonight? What's up? What's up? How we doing? (laughs) We are doing well. Uh, let's jump into things. Obviously, getting set for I believe this is your second playoff appearance, correct? Uh, yes, sir. No, actually, this is going to be my third. Third. Be, okay, yes, sir. Your third playoff appearance. How jacked up are you and your Eagles teammates uh, for a bout with Tom Brady this weekend? Man, we're real excited. Obviously, you know we played them earlier in the year. Um, you know, it wasn't the best situation uh, with some of the guys that we had out. And then I feel like also we were still kind of finding our identity. Um, so now that we kind of found that identity, uh, we've been able to um, consistently do things well, uh, exploit mismatches. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, going against one of the greatest of all time man, and, and honestly a really stout defense too. So I think it's going to be a great game. Boston, is there like a little bit of you that is, like you said, one of the greatest of all time? Is that – I mean, I know you're in the NFL and you're competing with these guys and you're in the trenches with them, but that's Tom Brady, right? Like, does, do you feel that, or is it, or do you really get in the zone of this is just another player and and we're working to defeat him? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him and everything that that he's been able to accomplish. But whenever we step foot on that field, you know, what I'm saying he puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like us. That's so, right. That's know. right. Just yeah. like me and Ben in the studio, it. you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you ever do you ever think about the fact that you were five years old when he entered the NFL? How wild is that to think about? It's crazy to think about, man. It's like, uh, back to like just the amount of respect that I have for him. Just you know, being in the league for four years now, you know, you really realize you know how strenuous it is. You know, on the body, you know, the wear and tear, and obviously adding the game on this year. Uh, for him to be able to 
compete at an elite level for as long as he has is really it's it's incredible, man. So tremendous amount of respect for him as a player. He's he's been doing it for the longest, man. It's crazy. Okay, Boston, you mentioned the seventeen games. Can you talk about? I mean, you're you're year four, so you, so you you can feel it too. But can you talk about? What that what that means to players are are players feeling the difference? Does one extra game really matter that much? Do they like it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what what where are you at with that? Oh, I mean, you know, we, we kind of discussed it in the off season and all that kind. Of, like whenever we were uh, negotiating the CBA and all that type of stuff, so we had we had conversation discussion around it. But since then, you know, guys are just looking to compete. You know, uh, a lot of us are competitors. You know, and, and I mean, honestly, it's. You have opportunities to put film out there. And, and so that's really what the guys are focused on. You know, they're committed to getting better. They're committed to, you know, it's another opportunity to step out there and do what they love. So, you know, in, in that type of situation, while there is that wear and tear, you know, of a long season, you know, guys guys love to play the game. So as far as the Eagles locker room is concerned, you know, guys just like, hey, you know, we love to do this. You know, we get another opportunity. That's how we're going to look at it. And you talk about the competition aspect of it. I feel like every time we get you on, we talk about the competition that you have within that backfield. You guys run the ball, especially since the middle portion of the year, at a very, very high level, perhaps the best in the NFL. Uh, whether it's Sanders, Jordan Howard, yourself, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, I know Huntley had a good day the other day against <laughs> Dallas, like, you yeah. guys, it just feels like y'all just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Is it just a point of not only are you competing against each other, but you just kind of have to buy your time at some point and wait until you get that opportunity and make the most of it? Yeah, man, such a selfless group, man. All those guys, and it's, it's just it's almost like the perfect dynamic as far as you know the mindset and mentality. You know, you have a bunch of guys that are selfless, that are team first, that are only committed to what's best for the team, but also each and every person in that room thinks that they are the best running back in the NFL, you know, and given the opportunity, they're going to make something happen. And so every time we step foot on that field, you know, that's, that's our mindset. That's our mentality. You know, we're going to do it the smart way, you know, but at the end of the day, we have that confidence in ourselves that, you know, nobody can stop us, obviously, with the offensive line and Coach Jeff Stoutland, who is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, y'all can stamp that. Uh, and what he's been able to do with the offensive line, I mean, we're nothing without them. So, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine, man, and um, we're, we're looking forward to, like I said, we signed our identity, and we're looking forward to, if, if needed, you know, I know them big guys up front, you know, them boys want it on their back, so, you know, we're just going to ride behind them. That's right, Boston. Uh, this year, you have seven touchdowns so far. Congratulations on that. That's your career high. That's incredible. We've talked about it before. The New York Giants don't want any of Boston Scott they don't want to see you. They don't want you to travel to the stadium. They don't want you in their state. Um, this is year four for you. I know you're never comfortable because you can't get comfortable in the NFL, but do you feel yourself shifting at all out of that rookie young guy status into the um, I belong here, I deserve to be here, or does that mentality never really settle in? Yeah. Um, never arrive, man. Never arrive. Um you know, I, I'm a strong, I'm a firm believer in my faith, man. And I know I'm not, you know, anything. I'm not where I'm at unless I, I messed up. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, man. And so he, the the path that I took to get to where I am, you know, he made sure to keep me humble. You know, the, the road, the journey that I took to get to the NFL, 
you know, it wasn't the easiest, you know. And so I know that each year it's a revolving door. Each year, you know, it, it's a new team, you know. And so the way that I look at it is each year is a new year, you know what I'm saying. So what I did last year, what I did the year before, none of that really matters because it's a new year, new players, new faces, new new coaching staff. So each year you have to you have to earn it. You know, there's nothing that's guaranteed. There's nothing that's given to you. You have to go out there and seize it for yourself, you know. So I, I – I think it's important to reflect on, you know, the good things that you did in the previous years, but, you know, don't let that make you complacent. And that's, that's a life, man. Don't let that make you complacent. Continue to strive for greatness. Continue to strive for excellence. There's always something that you can get better at. And that's, that's something that I've, you know, taken, taken to heart. Does that mindset get a little easier for you to, to encompass as, as opposed to maybe your first or second year when there's a whole lot of other nerves and things going on? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of stress whenever you're first coming in as a young, a young guy. You know, a lot of a lot of responsibility. You know, um, on the field and off the field. You know, so it's a lot going on. You know, but um, one of the things that I talked to with Kurt Hester um, and uh, coaches at uh, Louisiana Tech whenever I was there is this this idea of like practicing pro habits before I got there. You know what I'm saying? Like. I knew I wanted to be a pro. Well, am I doing pro things before I get there so that, you know, it makes the process a little bit easier, you know? So that's, that's kind of, you know, I, so I have a lot of respect for them because they, they definitely instilled that within me. And then also like the mentors in my life. So, uh, it definitely has gotten better over the years, but, you know, it's definitely helped, you know, being disciplined and having a foundation. I think that's a good point, Boston. I don't know if Ben did that at his baseball career at Tech. I think he just you didn't practice like a pro, and so then nothing happened after that. But that's good for the young guys, Boston. That's a good word. I appreciate you saying that. Boston, i got to ask you this. What makes Jalen Hurts special as not only a leader but a competitor as well? Mm-hmm. Man, I, and I say this a bunch, man. I've, I've had some time to spend with him uh, this past offseason. I've uh, driven to Texas, uh, where he's at during the off season, spent some time with his family. And, you know, you kind of forget sometimes how, how young he is, you know, just by the way that he carries himself. And then obviously too, he's, he's, you know, battled through a lot of adversity going through college and, you know, losing the job, you know what I'm saying? So he's, he's already kind of been, been through the ringer. So now that he's, you know, stepping into this situation, this opportunity, he understands, uh, kind of what I talked to, talked about earlier. You know, he doesn't take a rep for granted. He doesn't take the situation for granted. He doesn't take this opportunity for granted. And to have, you know, those, to have that understanding at his age, you know, his mindset, <laughs> his mindset is truly like, it's, it's elite, man. It's, it's elite. So, you know, he's a, he's a guy that'll, you know, keep everybody locked in. Um, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. I have nothing but good things to say about him. It's, it's definitely impressive. How is our guy Milton Williams navigating? How has he navigated through his rookie season? And have you kind of, you know, put him by your side, knowing that you guys both played at Louisiana Tech? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, you know, Milton—it's crazy because every game Milton has gotten better. Every game Milton. I mean, I, I knew the nut like as far as his strength and his explosiveness has always been there. But I mean. Every every rookie goes through it. Like you've got to adjust to you know one the system. You have to adjust to the speed of play. And every game that he, every rep that he's gotten, he's gotten more comfortable. And you can see like easy 
you know, the explosiveness and the talent that's there. So it's, it's going to be scary when this dude, you know, becomes a seasoned vet. Uh, and as far as, like, whenever I can, I, I you know, I'll talk to him. We, we talked about the games throughout the, uh, throughout the year. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we stay connected. But he, he has some uh, mentors on that other side of the ball with Fletcher Cox and those guys. So they, they've taken him under his wing, and they've been doing a good job with him. But y'all see, hey, I know y'all see it on the field. Dude, he is an absolute steal. You know, he, he's been doing a great job. What do you guys need to do against the Bucks to be successful this weekend? Control the ball. Time management. Keep, keep time off the field as much as possible. That's what we need to do. Last question. We'll let you get out of here. Obviously, we've had a coaching change here at Louisiana Tech uh, in the last month or two. Skip Holtz' tenure comes to an end after nine seasons. Can you give us a little insight about how much Skip Holtz meant to you and your career to help you get to where you are today? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I came in as a walk-on, you know, and so he gave me the opportunity uh, to be on scholarship. You know, I actually, uh, early on in, in my career, I actually went through um, some injuries and some things going on with my body, and uh, they continued to keep me around. So I'm forever grateful to Skip Holtz and everything that he's done for me, uh, the lessons that I learned uh, from him, uh, being a head coach, man. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that dude, and I'm wishing him the best. Wherever he goes, uh, I know he's going to make an impact on the program somewhere if he wants to uh, continue coaching. You know, I know he likes to golf, so I'm sure he's enjoying himself right now. But, uh, no, nah, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Uh, you know, I shot him a text, um, trying to stay in contact with him, but his family has always shown love. And like I said, he gave me the opportunity uh, to go on and live out my dream. So uh, much love for him, for real. Well, Boston, we appreciate you coming on. We're glad to get you now. We figured you might be a little busy during Super Bowl week, so we wanted to go ahead and get you on now. But we appreciate you coming on. We hope you know that uh, everybody here in Ruston's rooting for you and uh, has really enjoyed watching you and uh, your career, and we're proud of you, and uh, we're thankful that you uh, make some time for us. And So best of luck this weekend against uh, the Bucks, and uh, we'll be following along. Appreciate y'all, man. Much love. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles running back, joining us. This evening on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Eagles and the Buccaneers will kick off at 12 p.m. Sunday afternoon. A little noontime kick. I'm excited for some NFL. And Raymond James. Playoff football. The, the thing that I like most about You telling about me you're Boston, not excited? No, I am. Boston's so down to earth. Oh, he's the same Boston as he was when he was in college. Yes. Like, I respect the heck out of That's that. That's got to be the walk-on mentality of, like, and nothing. The, I'm not giving anything. Exactly. The honesty of the nerves that you face as a young player. And, and you mentioned earlier about Jamar Chase and some of the drops. Like, yeah, he was a first-round pick, a top-five overall pick. But you know he was facing some of that as well as far as proving that you belong. Yeah, Ben, you got to think about, like, those guys like Jamar. They're being, like, worshipped at, like, 13 years old. Yeah. Like, so someone like Boston who who has to work his way up, he's not. He's gonna have a long NFL career. He has to prove himself every time. Like those are the guys that, that understand where they are and how special it is to be there. Those are the guys I like to have on the radio, BC. No doubt about it. Thank you, Boston Scott, for joining us. The lead Tech Blue Radio. To go ahead, take our final timeout of the evening. We come back. We'll wrap it up. Put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleak Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven.
Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, and your exclusive home for the NFL playoffs on the radio is right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Starting Saturday at 3 o'clock, it's Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday night. It is a battle of AFC East rivals, the Bills hosting the Patriots. Then on Sunday at noon, Tom Brady, the defending champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the Philadelphia Eagles. At 3 o'clock on Sunday, it's a matchup of two of the NFL's most historic teams, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Finally, the late game on Sunday night at 7, it is the high-powered Kansas City Chiefs hosting Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then on Monday night, the first-ever Monday night NFL playoff game, the Rams host the Cardinals. All of it right here in your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday evening. BC, Beck Haynes, Dion Tabor. Get us on the hotline or text line, 888 um, what we got coming up this week? Got Dunkin' Dogs in action Thursday night on CBS Sports Network. Okay. 6 p.m. tip. A lot of games on CBS Sports Network recently. Yeah, it's been good. It's been easy to watch the dogs. Uh, shout out to Judy. Judy. Uh, not getting paid crap for the contract, but uh, she's got Junior on some national television. Mm. Uh, better than CUSA TV. That When's she our next home game? Uh, Thursday night. Oh, it's at, it's at home Thursday. Yeah, you need me to pick you up? Yeah, I'll pick me up. Okay, all right, I got that handled for you, bro. Uh, Dunkin' Dogs will also travel to Hattiesburg on Sunday. I believe that's a 2 p.m. tip on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Lady Texters will be on the road Thursday at Southern Miss. They'll be back at home next Monday against UTSA. I believe that's a 1 p.m. tip against UTSA Monday afternoon. Let's go right to the hotline. We got Quint. Quint, what you got for us tonight? Hey, guys. Uh, how, uh, I was wondering how close is, are the Tech men to cracking the top 25? 
Nah, I don't know if they're close right now. I think if they had beaten maybe an LSU or an NC State or an Alabama, uh, they'd be receiving votes. But hey, maybe you sweep Southern Miss, you get to fifteen and three, six and zero in the league, you start getting some votes. I did see Joe Lenardi. Uh, he puts out a weekly field of 68 poll or bracket. Uh, Tech was the automatic qualifier for Conference USA. I believe they were in as a 13 seed. Uh, UAB was in the bracket as well. So they're definitely trending in the right direction, but I'm not so sure that they're that close to the top 25 just yet. Okay. I've just uh, been really impressed by what these national games. I guess I'm used to Tech Tech and, and when you see them on national TV, you're, you're almost – setting yourself up for the worst. They've had some really good games and really good wins. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. They're playing really good basketball uh, as they get into the middle portion of conference play. Coach Cockle was asked today during his press conference, you know, has this team come close to reaching its ceiling? And, you know, sometimes you get the, the coach speak answers, and I think he's right, though. This team is so young, especially when you look at what they have coming off the bench with you know four freshmen and sophomores, that they got a long way to go in terms of where they can get to because they have so much talent. It's just not all that experienced yet. So they'll continue to be, and you hate to say this for a 13-3 and team, but they'll continue to be a work in progress throughout the remainder of January into February and into March. Well, yeah. Thanks. Um, what else you got for us? Move to Ruston now, since he's coached Texas Tech in the fall game. Yes, he is in Ruston. They are gearing up for a big recruiting weekend. Of course, uh, late signing period in early February. Uh, so they're about to get things really cranked up here uh, as they get set to start preparing for the 2022 season. Y'all have a great rest of the week, and we look forward to seeing some tech wins in basketball. Thanks, Quint. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Oh, Beck. Boston Scott interview. Best of the year? Yes. Why not? We love them around here, the old BTB studios. We love Boston Scott. So I I guess my question to you would be, uh, (laughs) who should be the radio interview target next week to get you jacked (laughs) up? I got to find somebody. Like, good Lord, do I need to call Uh, Mason Rudolph and Ben (laughs) Roethlisberger up? I wouldn't even show up to the show, I don't think, if they were on. Um, Got nothing for them. We can get a Cincinnati win, maybe you can. Little Trent Taylor? Little Trent Trent Taylor. Taylor. Okay. You think Cincinnati wins this weekend? Uh, they should. They're the at home. They're should. They're at they home. They should. They're at home. You're a big home guy. Uh, home field advantage. Paul Brown Stadium hey, in Cincinnati, you Ohio. Tell you tell that to uh, the right next game. door to the Red Stadium. You're a big Cincy fan, aren't you? Big Cincy fan. Um, how are the Reds doing this? I haven't got out. a clue. They're I haven't out. got a clue. They are locked out, man. Unbelievable! Are you gonna? I'm so you're not. You're excited about playoff football this weekend? Very. All right. Let me ask you. You like to? You like NFL playoffs more than college? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. I like the college regular season. For me, the college game day really gets me going for Saturday. Well, here's the other thing you got going for you. Saturday, college football means Saturday, which means you have a whole other day of the weekend. That's a good point. Sunday is like you're fearing money. You're fearing a little bit. that's a very, very, very good point. Uh, let me ask you this. What do you think of the Monday night football playoff game? I'm love not it. a big fan. No, I love it. Really? Give me meaningful football as many days of the week as you can. 
Like, why wouldn't you like it? I won't tell Puffy. Puffy he, is so old school. Uh, he's so old. Old and old school. Here's the thing. D- Division weekend has always been the best weekend because you got the doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. So last year they was like, you know, we're going to up the ante and give you Super Wild Card Weekend with a triple header on Saturday and a triple header on Sunday. Tell them, tapes. It was magic. Tell so them. Why, why are you messing it up? So this year is double header, double header. Double header Saturday, triple header Sunday, single game Monday. I'm not mad about that at all. And it's just because they like it. had to give tapes, ESPN you their get piece up and of get the get your pie. donuts, get out of bed. Mow the lawn, and, and then you can sit down me, and watch football just, in the afternoon. Mow the lawn in mid-January? Well, it was 80 degrees look, last one, week. One, one day of rest the following week before wild card, that's not that big of a difference. But now you've got two teams that are getting two days more of rest This guy. than four other right. teams playing that weekend. I, I, didn't, I don't, I don't Tapes, dig that. Tapes ain't about you, it. You know what Burrow says, I'll play anybody in a field anywhere, all right? <laughs> Doesn't matter how many days rest you got. <laughs> that's the kind of guy we need on our TV on Saturday, Sunday, so, or Monday. So, so, I don't so, care. So Beck's rolling who day? No, oh, is, is that where we're going? I love Beck. and Joey B. Beck is the biggest Bengals fan until no, they lose. No, I love Joey get, B. Get Beck with Kevo Meredith and yeah. I hated LSU, but I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> the dude won me over. He's a freaking gamer. He loves Joe Burrow, but when Joe Burrow loses tapes, eh, didn't what, really who care. Talks, who talks when their team loses? Uh, Nothing to say. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Bit of fun. Ben just says, oh, the Jaguars, what a turning point season. Uh, uh, did gonna... you see Trevor in week 18? <laughs> it's about That time. one throw he made. Beautiful to Marvin. Uh, that, yeah. They uh, have talked about Trevor so little this year, it blows my mind. Uh, yeah, because he had like 47 drops by his receivers. So you're not going to get pub. Like, they're I not know, gonna... but I'm saying like out of the number one pick, I, pick I, with I the just most, hope the Urban, next Peyton Manning. I hope Urban didn't ruin him. Oh, there's no uh, way. Uh, surely Byron can get him fixed. Or you think Bill. that's it? Or Bill. Bill O'Brien. I, I know mm. who you're talking about. Bill wouldn't be sexy, but he, he's a proven I know. winner. He just really stunk it up with the last few minutes. Still of think Byron, a Byron's the guy. I think Byron's the guy. Hey, listen, I wouldn't hate a call to Mr. Flores. I, I cannot believe they fired him. I know. Cannot believe that. It. Did y'all hear what Cowherd said about that? What? So Stephen Ross, the Miami owner, he got rich or you know got all this money in real estate. Okay. And he said, like, you know how real estate agents are. Like, they, they flip properties. They flip everything. <laughs> they flip coaches. They flip. He's like, what do you expect? <laughs> He's like, you got to be careful of these real estate guys. <laughs> That's funny. I, like <laughs> I was that. just cracking up. I like that. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Boston Scott for joining us. So, be back same time, same place next week for Beck Haynes. For our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. 
with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. You don't have, and, and here's, here's it, here it is, Chris. For the All-Star game, they don't have a skilled competition for playing defense. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, like right. it's three-point shooting. Or rebounding, like like those, it's those passing, are passing, dribbling, exactly. And those are skills. Guys who can handle. Everybody can't dribble. Everybody can't dribble. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, guy, it, and that's why this is a tough discussion. No, it's it fun, is. I, but you there's know, no right or wrong it's, answer, right, Chris. And it's, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just uh, yeah. It's like some people consider some some things skills. But when you have things. skilled competition, those things that he just mentioned, right. Chris, they're just not. They're not. Right. right. How do you measure the defense? Oh, yeah, look. See the way he uh, he's about to de- uh, Look at his hands. Look at right. where they're positioned. Palms yeah. up, everything. Feet moving. Exactly. Look at those that slides. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Dre in Cincinnati. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Dre? How you guys doing tonight? Doing What's good, up, man? you? So I, I got a question. Do you guys rule uh, Allen Iverson as a point guard? I generally don't, but if you want to throw him into this, so you would have him as more skilled than Kyrie? I, I would say he's more skilled. He, he, he did it before him. He's Kyrie before Kyrie. But he's Kyrie. not as good of a shooter. He's definitely not as good of a shooter. Um, a Handle was crazy. Oh, he's a better scorer, yeah. But Handle was crazy. And some right. people would, some people might try to argue Iverson better handle than Kyrie. I wouldn't. I think Kyrie's got the better handle. Um, I I, put, Iverson is a finisher. You could argue Iverson finishes as well as Kyrie. Mm, I think Kyrie's Iverson better. would go to the rim and dunk on you. Yeah, I think Real Kyrie's talk. better. My and I saw both. You know what I mean? Like I was covering. I don't know, Chris. Really? You think you do? You think you finishing? Think, uh, yeah, you think uh, Iverson's I, a better I, finisher? I, I think it's arguable. I mean, because Iverson was known to go in there and dunk on people. And he was a great finisher. And, again, it was a little more physical era. But you're right. I mean, I think Kyrie would have adjusted to that era. Um, I'm, I, I don't have a problem giving Kyrie the edge, but I think, you know, it's arguable. All right, we got Randy Mueller coming up next. Get back to the NFL. But first, Ralph Irvin with the update. Ralph. Well, we got a lot of basketball going on, and we normally start with the game that's furthest along, but why not go to the headliner because 2.46 to play in the first quarter, and the Memphis Grizzlies are off to a fast 24-14 lead over the Golden State Warriors. Already 15 points for John Morant in this game. Yeah, 15 of the 24 uh, early Seven points early for Andrew Wiggins to lead the Warriors. Now, on to the rest of the schedule. As Oklahoma City is a 75-71 lead, they play at Washington. 8.40 to play in the third quarter. Toronto leading Phoenix 48-46. 31 seconds left to play in the first half. The Raptors already three players in double figures, led by Pascal Siakam, who has 13 points and five assists. Detroit playing at Chicago. The Pistons lead at 22-16. 3-0-8 to play in the first quarter. 3-47 to play in the first quarter. And Minnesota a 26-25 lead as they play at New Orleans. Now coming up at 10 o'clock Eastern time, it'll be the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Vegas Golden Knights. It's our Discover card key matchup. Of course, that's brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. 
Limitations do apply in the NFL. Joe Judge fired by the New York Giants after two seasons. He was 10-23. and 23. Reports out of Houston say David Culley is on the hot seat after just one year. The Texans 4-13, and and his future should be determined by the end of the week. One more note from the NBA. The Cleveland Cavaliers extend the contract of GM Kobe Altman. He'll be with them through 27-28 season, and he becomes now the president of basketball operations. As we set it back now, it's the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. All right, thank you, Ralph. We appreciate you.